Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. You know, a lot of people think that it is uh, crooked ministers and, and fallen and depraved, uh, uh, crooked con artist people who come up with paying ministers. Nothing can be fur- further from the truth. God is actually the one who came up with the idea of paying your minister. Let's go to our uh, third Aliyah, our third Sidra in our Torah portion this week called Vayikra. It's the very first uh, Torah portion in the book of Leviticus. And in chapter 2, this Sidra, this Aliyah, deals with verses uh, 7 through 16, but we're going to deal with verses 8 through 10. It says, when you bring the grain offering that is made of these things to Adonai, it is to be presented to the Kohen, to the priest, and he is to bring it to the altar. The Kohen, or the priest, is to take the grain uh, of the offering, is to take the grain offering, its memorial portion. Hmm. Okay, so the grain offering is like this big bushel of, of grain, you know, of, uh, and you can make it in various ways, and it talks about that in the previous portion. And burn it up on the altar. Okay, so he's just taking a memorial portion from the entire sacrifice of this grain offering. Okay, that's very important there. When you just read it really quick, sometimes you just skim over that and you just kind of miss that whole concept. So let me just start again. When you bring the grain offering that is made of these things to Adonai, it is to be presented to the Kohen, and he is to bring it to the altar. And the Kohen, that is the priest, is to take from the grain offering, the, the whole grain offering itself, its memorial portion, which means a smaller portion of the bigger portion, and burn it up as smoke on the altar, an offering made by fire, a soothing aroma to Adonai. What is left of the grain offering is for Aaron and his sons a most holy portion of the offering to Adonai made by fire. Did you catch that? So out of this whole bushel of grain, only a small memorial portion, basically a handful from the bushel, is the only thing that is burnt up on the altar as the sacrifice. The rest of it goes to the priest. Why? Because that's their payment. That's their payment for their job as mediator between God and man. It's their job. um, It's a payment for their job as working for the Lord. Because if you remember, um, God gave an inheritance to all the children of Israel a land inheritance, that is, to all the tribes of Israel except one tribe, and that was Levi. And God said, you're not going to get any land. You're going to live throughout all the land, and uh, your uh, your inheritance is my service. Your inheritance is the temple. Your inheritance is the sacrifices that the people bring to you. So that is your inheritance. And so, you know, even though now that uh, there is no standing temple or tabernacle, uh, people wonder how the Levites get paid. Well, they have a special honor uh, in the synagogues uh, in in uh, reading and carrying the Torah scrolls and, and, and things of this nature. But there is going to be a third temple, and the third temple is going to be rebuilt. And all these laws that we're reading about right now will be reinstituted. It's just that they still have their inheritance. It's just kind of been put on hold. It's just kind of been put on the shelf until the climate and the situation is right for them to reclaim and take their heritage again. So again, a lot of people get very uncomfortable when they're in church or they're in synagogue and talking about the tithes and the offering, knowing that that tithes and the offering, that some of the portion of the tithes and the offering goes to the pastor. 
goes to the rabbi. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, well, they're rolling in the dough. No, not really. Not unless you're a famous crooked TV evangelist and you're taking money from poor uh, uh, budgeted widows and orphans and, and things like that, you know, and, and scamming people on TV and radio. That's a whole different ballgame. They're the ones who give legitimate pastors, legitimate rabbis, legitimate ministers a bad name. So this isn't something that says, hmm, you know, I want to be a minister, but how, 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 can I, how can I get paid for this gig? Oh, I got an idea. Let's tell people to give a part of their income. No, that's not man's idea. That's God's idea. And we just read about it right here. So, um, uh, see, why the priesthood is, is, this is why the priesthood is not obsolete. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, you are to take care to do the whole commandment, the whole mitzvah that I am commanding you today, so that you may live and multiply and go and possess the land that Adonai swore to your fathers. Uh, okay, so basically ministers should get their due. Now, I want to read a final portion in the Brit Harasha, the Renewed Covenant, the New Testament, which is uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. And it says, The elders who lead are well worthy of, of honor and honorarium, especially those who work hard in the word and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox while it's threshing, and the worker is worthy of his wages. Do not accept an accusation and, uh, against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Okay, so we have several things going on here in this passage. Uh, it's interesting that Rav Shul, the Apostle Paul, who's writing to Timothy, uses a law um, that's basically an agricultural livestock law, and you're thinking, how does this apply to a human being? That's because there's four levels of interpretation of every scripture, and, and it leads to paradise, the Hebrew word paradise, pardis, you got the peshat level, uh, you know, which is, is the, the uh, literal level, you know, see, jack, run, okay, what well, literally means what it says, you know, that's the peshat level, so there's that uh, literal level, level of, of interpretation of scripture, the peshat level, you've got the remez, something that is alluded to or hinted at, you know, it leads to another passage or leads to another scripture or something of that nature, and it leads to another concept. That's what Remez level of interpretation is. Then you have the Drosh level, which is the personal applicable level um, of, of interpretation of scripture. And that's what we believers like to mo most focus on because we want to know how to apply the scriptures to our lives. Then you finally have the So level, the, the, the spiritual or mystical level of interpretation. All four levels of interpretation have to line up and agree with each other for it to be a correct interpretation. Well, here Paul says, for the elders who lead are worthy of honor and honorarium, especially those who work hard in the word and teachings. For the scripture says, you shall not uh, muzzle the ox while it's threshing. The literal interpretation is, don't muzzle an ox while it's threshing. In other words, while it's threshing grain, it should be able to eat what it's threshing. Okay, so this is more of a remez or sowed level interpretation that Paul is bringing out of this particular scripture is that, you know, the, the, the ox, which represents a leader, because the, the horned bovine has always been symbolic of leadership uh, throughout ancient history, um, and, and religious leaders, because usually a religious leader would wear something on his head to represent his, his, his authority, and this is kind of represented by the horns. You shall not muzzle an ox while it's threshing. So 
you know, what threshing is work, and that's the work the ox does. What work does a minister do? They teach, they preach. That's their job. So, you know, um, threshing grain. What's grain? That's how. That's what you live on. That's what you are sustained by. And so you shall not muzzle an ox while it's threshing. In other words, give the minister his due. Pay him his due so that he can put food on the table for him and his family so that he can keep the lights on and pay the bills. And the worker that Paul goes on to say in 1 Timothy, the worker is worthy of his wages. So, you know, being a minister is a job just like any other job. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, sometimes he does things pro bono, just like a lawyer, and that's fine, and that's okay, but uh, all these other times that he gets paid, right? And then it says, finally, do not accept an accusation against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses, and that's basic Torah right there. So, you know, this is a little uncomfortable um, devotional and Torah portion to go over, because some may listen to it and think, well, you know, this is pretty self-serving. You're talking about yourself. Well, guess what? I'm not getting paid to do what I do, right? I used to, but I stepped down from that position and now I work a secular job at a grocery store, right? So that's how I'm making my living. But, you know, as far as somebody who is a full-time minister, a full-time pastor, they are worthy of their hire. They are worthy of their dues. So when you pay the tithes and offerings, it helps keep the, the synagogue or the church running. It keeps the lights on. It pays the janitor. It pays the bills, but it also pays the minister and the pastor. And believe me, from experience, a pastor, a, a local minister and a local pastor is not making money hand over fist. So you don't have to worry about him getting rich off of ministering the word of God. Uh, you know, talking about these, uh, uh, um, you know, celebrity ministers, that's a whole different ball of wax and we're not going to get into that. But anyway, you know, um, if, if you want to show your, your uh, minister uh, appreciation, um, you know, uh, just, just say, Write them an email, uh, send them a card, make a phone call, uh, and you don't have to give them money. If you're giving your tithes and offerings at the synagogue or, or the church, you know that's good enough, but it, it really means something as an encouragement to your minister. If you just give him a word of encouragement, send him a card, send him an email, give him a phone call, buy him a cup of coffee, you know, or, or you know, give him a book that you, you feel led saying, hey, I think he would benefit from this book, or this book has blessed me and I want to bless my pastor. Something of that nature, and your minister will greatly, greatly appreciate it. Guys, thanks so much for listening listening and th thanks so much for watching. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.